wasn't even that loud. I was just projecting. Projecting? Yeah, are we recording? Project yeah. <laughs> Hello, friends. Hello. Cheers. Cheers. With a mason jar in hand. Yeah, it's a, a little play on something we make at my new job. Um, it's like, well, at the new job it has simple syrup, which obviously we didn't use. It's a strawberry basil lemonade. How many jobs do you have now, by the way? Like 40. 40? Mm. <laughs> I have two. Two jobs. I have some basil in my mouth. <laughs> from the drink? Yeah. Or just for, from earlier? Just for fun. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like you know how like uh, farmhands always chew on a piece of straw? Or hay? Oh, like with the... Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was stuck in my straw. I always wondered what that was. The hay. Yeah, because I mean we don't, you know, I'm not I'm not from farm country. Right. Well, I'm not either, but I knew what it was. I just watched more cartoons than you. I'm just I highly doubt that. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. It's a tasty play on a drink that I make at that job, at my night job. Night job. With vodka. So, welcome to Homebound Happy Hour. Episode. Episode 27. 27. 27 Club. What's the 27 Club? Uh, 27 Club is a cultural phenomenon wherein... Many famous, mostly musicians, some artists, some actors, uh, die at the age of 27 under sometimes mysterious circumstances or suddenly. Very rarely is it something that they've known about for a while. It's in, at least in my research, it's usually a sudden sort of thing. Research? Yes. Is that our segue of saying that we've done research on this Just a little. and we're going to. We're going to talk about that. For 27 episode, do the 27 Club. So does that mean our um, podcast is going to meet an untimely death? Oh, God. What, is it? I hope not. I don't know. Watch like our listenership goes down no. to like zero this week. Probably. Yeah. From four. <laughs> <laughs> they gave us 26 chances. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. That's, I mean, that's interesting. It's always been interesting to me, but I never was like, woo, spooky. I just kind of was like, oh, what a weird coincidence. I don't know. What do you think? It's one of those things that it, it fascinates me when I'm aware of it, but most of the time I'm not aware of it. Mm. Like someone will someone will die, and then they'll make it a point to say that, oh, they're in the 27 Club. I was going to say 700 Club. Yeah. Um, and then I'm reminded, I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. That's that thing with the, with the things. Mm-hmm. 
27 things. They're all with, 27. Yeah. And he, like um, many of the more famous members of that club, which it's not like something you can join, by the way. It's just a, <laughs> yeah. right? it's just like notoriety. It happens uh, if you don't pay your dues. Right. right. Yeah. You can't like <laughs> submit for membership or anything. But um, oh, you're dead. <laughs> right. Or right. But or your kin. But um, but there were several of the more famous members that died around the same time. Which yeah, we can kind of you know we'll get into that. And the twenty seventh, their twenty seventh year. Mm-hmm. Um, There's been research done to try to find a pattern. Or some kind of like. I know there's numerologists. Yeah. Yeah. Well, twenty-seven is a is a multiple of three. Last time I checked, right? Yes. So doesn't isn't that some kind of cosmically significant number? Three, nine. Yeah. Sure. I don't know. Someone told me that once. I'm sure you're right. I just haven't. I haven't heard it. Right. I mean, yeah. In terms of like. I am right, damn it. We're talking um, about proper unicorn diet, and it's like, I'm sure you're right about that, Andy. <laughs> well, this is kind of... So, um, basically, like, the the popular musicians that died between 69 and 71, that's what people uh, started trying to say, oh, the deaths are more common at this age. And statistics have basically... Uh, failed to ascertain any kind of pattern or like unusual um, increase in death for for any reason during that time even they even broadened the range from like 25 to 32 and they couldn't find a pattern so it's just a thing you know you know who knows for sure jesus no who knows insurance companies oh <laughs> They have probably done more research into um, survivability and right. death statistics, so they know exactly when everyone is most likely to die. So, if they if, if they can deduce that twenty seven is a number to be able, I don't know. Let's see, someone someone out there is twenty seven. Try to get life insurance, and <laughs> and then we'll compare notes and be mildly famous. Is the fame has something to do with it? At least on Wikipedia, it does. So if you're not famous, then you're probably all right. Yeah. When you're 26. I don't know. It was a little touch and go when I was 27 there for a minute. <laughs> no. Uh, it no. Has something to do with but, brain development. You know, they say that your brain's not fully formed until you're. Oh yeah, until you're like 18 or something. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't remember. Mine was because I made great decisions. Yeah, once mine's I probably 18. still not. So we'll see. Um, <laughs> no, but the. Like the conclusion that they came up with, and I quote, it's funny that you mentioned that, fame may increase the risk of death among musicians, but this risk is not limited to age 27. Okay, thanks for that. Thanks for that broad statement (laughs) that you could die at any age. (laughs) Like, (laughs) that's basically what that says. Um, Anyway, the, the 27 Club gets cited in music, magazines, journals, and the daily press. Um, exhibitions have been devoted to it, etc., cetera, uh, as well as books, films, and plays. There have also been a lot of different theories and speculations, but I think 
you know, at least the thing I'd like to mainly discuss today is not related to, like, I don't know, it's, I think it's coincidental. Anyway. Like, do the 27 Club? Or? Yeah. So, like, it wasn't, like, you know, an overdose, like many of them are, or a suicide, like, there there were very extenuating circumstances. Underlying causes. Well, yeah. Like how they're saying, well, I've seen a couple of posts this week, um, and we, I guess we just kind of jumped into our topic, but we haven't really talked about uh, current events or anything in our intro, but. Uh, but no, we don't have to. I was just saying that there's this thing going around about how you know they're reporting COVID deaths, and most of the time they're they're like they're all within this age range and all had underlying health causes. You know, and I think a lot of people are taking a little too much liberty with that because mm-hmm. they're using that to say that oh well, see, you know that they, they had underlying health causes. They were they were going to be dead anyway. Mm-hmm. It's like well, that's. That's still not one. That's still not the cause of yeah, death. Yeah, he had he had diabetes, but he also got eaten by a fucking shark. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. the shark the helped. Shark death yeah. could have prevented it, and I think that's what people are missing. It's like they that person would still be alive right. otherwise had they not contracted COVID nineteen. Correct. And you know, i.e., the shark in this metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, you can extrapolate that to talk about your risk behaviors. Like, obviously, you want to not swim in shark-infested waters and uh, wear a mask when putting your head inside a shark's mouth. I don't know to minimize your. Ri- anyway, like there's things <laughs> you do to avoid uh, being attacked. And I saw where you were going with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just like, just like. The COVID. Anyway. Indeed. Uh, so other than uh, disease, what, what do we have going on this week? Um, Before we get into... So yes, we're, we are getting into our our 27 Club later, but... Yeah. What, I've just been busy. I'm just, you have been busy. I have. I feel, I feel like, like I I'm never home. Um, I miss you. I miss Dottie. Um... But ultimately, like right now, like my work is, it's going off. Like busy all day and then I come home. Well, it's humming. Seems like you're humming along. Yeah. I'm definitely like my body is starting to hurt. Like my ankle was pretty rough on the walk to work this morning Mm. to my day job. But, um, you know, it it is what it is. Got to get by. Got to. Got to do what we got to do. Got to make that make that bread, son. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> blaze being blaze. Yeah, right. Pretty much. <laughs> um, for those of you that that aren't aware, that's a reference to party. The, no, that's uh, not party. Same actor. That's, that's yeah. a reference to Burning Love, which Burning is a Love. web series turned television series, uh, which is a a spoof of the bachelor bachelorette type shows Um, it's great it's great and it's like i mean it easily could have been an actual season Mm -hmm. of the bachelor it was so dead on yeah i know it's like they didn't they could have got the transcripts word for word 
and just they recited must them yeah. word for word. Or like the, hi, can I steal him for a sack? Yeah. Like all of that. <laughs> Isn't that the name of our bachelor bracket? Can I steal him for a sec? Mm-hmm. And it's because of SNL. Mm-hmm. Mm, I like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah, yeah. they're just that the completely nondescript, generic yeah. guys that they get on and, the show. And both. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the one with short hair. She's going home mm-hmm. first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, oh, speaking of The Bachelor... This is going to blow your mind, except I guarantee you're not going to remember who these people are. Nick Vile, who was a bachelor, but he was also like on The Bachelorette a couple times. He was a bachelor. Oh, do you remember? Yeah, you have no, no idea who I'm talking about. I have about. no idea. Nick Vile allegedly is dating Victoria F. from last season. Nick oh. Vile was one of the oldest bachelors. He was like 36. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. But it was like, you know, he was on three or four iterations <laughs> of the show, kind of like, Claire Crowley that they're going to bring in mm. to be the Bachelorette eventually. Rumor has it that season's canned, but whatever. Um, yeah, so do you remember Victoria F. from last mm. season? Like, she was, like, into that musician like guy. A, yeah. She, she was totally in the show for fame or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, did not care about Peter. Like uh, Virginia Beach or something like that. that yeah. Where she's from? And not that I give a shit about Peter's feelings or anything. Peter Pilot. But Peter Pilot. Peter Pilot. Um, but yes, so Victoria F. allegedly uh, is dating Nick Vile. If not, it's casual. And if so, bitch, wear a mask, both of you. Mm-hmm. Because they've been seen out in public um, with their masks on their chest. Didn't you, weren't you telling me about someone who is dating, you know, like dating right now, like online dating and doing all that? And we were like, how? What a terrible time to be doing yeah, that. It was my coworker. Oh. Um, and they had said, Oh, online dating is really difficult right now. And I was like, yeah, no kidding. But, um, you know, I feel for him, man. Like, if I don't know enough about him to know anything about his journey other than he's having a hard time. It's with hard anyway. Dating. I mean, but at least that, that for, for someone, I don't know, I don't know him or. Right. I, ba- I barely know the guy. Person that he is, but. From personally speaking, from someone who's not as as confident or sure of themselves, it does kind of remove that uh, anxiety of like, okay, well, what would should we like try to meet or mm-hmm. like, you know, is this too Let's soon? Let's just is talk this too for late? a while. And yeah. which you know, it's fine. I'm for that, but a lot of times that can turn into just never ending like talk. It's like, all right, are we gonna you do anything with this or no? Nah, all right, just talk it by. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Like, definitely the possibility of meeting being off the table um, could make that communication just kind of peter out. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's a like a test to see where they are uh, in terms of COVID comfortability, mm. compatibility, CCC, trademark. So, like, um, yeah, no, let's totally meet up, but we'll go a place where we can social distance from each other mm-hmm. and wear masks. Or, no, I totally believe we could meet without wearing masks. I trust you, stranger. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's that could be, like, your deal breaker right yeah. there. Like, <laughs> nah, they want to meet up with not wearing a mask. No way. 
Um, I think they closed uh, San Diego State. To uh, they're mostly most of the classes are online, but there are still a few of them that were meeting in person <clears throat> with measures in place because recent they had yeah because they had to um there were things that they had to do in person so it's probably like mm-hmm. like research you know lab classes things where you have to go to the you know nuclear particle thing or whatever mm. to that, yeah you that can't, makes sense you can't work from home with a nuclear yeah. accelerator uh i don't think but anyway they they Build shut all own. that down a because youtube tutorial it's like 64 people there are 64 cases since the 28th, mm. but there are places, I know University of Alabama is one, and I think University of South Carolina, out of over a 1,000 cases, like kids coming back. Wow. And it's just, they, they have to shut down, like, houses, like, party houses, because they get back, and they just, they do what college kids do, they mm-hmm. they party, and and the problem with that is that some universities are saying okay well we're gonna shut everything down you kids go on home and then they're like no 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 keep them keep if they're if they went to college went off to college dorms apartments whatever they test positive let them isolate there i mean yeah don't let them go to class and other things but like don't tell them to go back home to their mm-hmm. families and their right. parents and grandparents and towns that, that's terrible but so many things i don't know I mean, who would have thought of all those things before you do that? You just kind of react. That's right. And that's not me, so. Certainly not me either. Ready for a re-up? Yeah, I think so. And then we can get into our... Dinner time for Dottie. Oh, yeah. Oh, now now she's perked up. I said her name. And we're back. With tumblers. I haven't told Andy what's in it yet. Graping fruit? It's grapefruit. They don't know what the ing thing is. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Actually so that's not that's not a a new thing because there was I wanna say today I made something about I made a post referring to laboring day. Instead of Labor Day. Well, that makes sense. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yes, so that should tell you the time of, of year that this is being recorded. It is the the Thursday before Laboring Day mm-hmm. weekend, which is normally, you know, normally used to, when I was still living in uh, good old El Paso, this would be the second of the summer wine fests were Christmas my oh, sister Oh, God, it had to have been hot. Oh, it was hot as shit. But, Why would you but... want to go to that? Why would you... Let me, let me go out in this super dry-ass desert heat and drink red wine. That we sounds didn't horrible. We didn't only drink red. Okay. <laughs> it sounds horrible. Well, though. so they had, they had quite <laughs> a, a variety of... Obviously, yes, I am a fan of red wine. Yeah, me too. Uh, thanks um, to you. But this is a good time to sample some of those uh, some of those ones I don't normally do. So there's a lot of uh, dry white wines, 
and semi-dry, semi-sweet that are okay when it's hotter than hell. Um, there's also plenty of places that did, there's one tent that did a lot of different types of mimosas. Different mimosas? Yeah, different flavors, you know. And Around the world with mimosas. There's even a couple of wine slush places. That sounds slushies. good, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, yeah, I mean, it was the fairgrounds where they have it at. This is in, uh, those of you that are familiar with the area, is in outside of Las Cruces at the, um, at the fairgrounds. And so it's, yes, it's a big open space, but there are plenty of shade trees, um, you know, tent like things. So there's covers over the each of the individual wineries. So when you're waiting in line, you're not you know direct sunlight. Uh, and then there's like a pavilion area where they have live music and you can sit in there and chill out there for a while. The best cover band from the best cover band the Southwest has to offer. Uh -huh. Yes. Um, great place. Great place. Uh, I guess people brought families there because they had a they had a <laughs> they had a kid play area and that play was band. that picture um, I showed you that uh, kids like crawl in fun house thing and mm. the entrance looks like a vagina. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it totally does. You should send me that picture and I'll put it on the oh, yeah. the Instagram for everybody. <laughs> I'll have to find it. Yeah. <laughs> it totally does. It was great because I remember walking by and. There was a lot of people walking by, but yeah, everyone has the same reaction at the same time when they notice it. Yeah, you do the double take and then ba, 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 ba. Sure, and then you see someone else have the and, same reaction, and you're all taking pictures of it. Yeah, Dottie might. No, I think I don't. She might. She might make her noise. Oh yeah, she. But you. It won't. I don't think it'll pick she's, up that she's far She's back away. to normal. She was a little under the weather last week, kind mm -hmm. of, just without being too graphic, just out of sorts. I was with worried her, with her. Um, that's business. Yeah. <laughs> that's yes, her business. Her business was out of sorts. Her Mary Kay slash Avon was not. <laughs> <laughs> it was not. <laughs> My downline sucks. <laughs> you, My. yours and mine both. Uh, <laughs> Andy used to do Avon. I did. <laughs> we talked about it in the Jobs episode. <laughs> yeah, I we think. Did. I think it was that one. I never, I never got a downline. Uh, mm. I just my whole. Well, thing it's was... so competitive. It's like, oh, oh, that that Cheryl's been putting her catalogs in the bathroom in the bar I go to, motherfucker. Motherfucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> At the bakery cafe thing that I used to work at, we had two two to three women that sold it and they would always compete for so I just took turns ordering because I there were like eyeliners and like lipsticks and stuff that I liked so I would just take turns like ordering from each one another one her name uh is Anna and I worked there longer so she was Anna B mm. but that's because that's what her last name started with you know, it's it's <laughs> what it starts off as a what fun a story. You know, but there was a third Anna, and she had to go by a totally different name because I was yeah. there first. <laughs> um, I used to so bizarre. You know, kids have fundraisers, fund raisers. 
Mm-hmm. Even though when they come and pitch it to you, they always say fundraiser, but mm-hmm. it's never fun. No. But, you know, when you're teaching. Buy my you wrapping have, paper. Yeah. When you're teaching and you work with a bunch of kids, you have like an entire club trying to send. I was, I always felt bad because, hey, you know, you want to support your kids and do whatever. But I also didn't have enough money to buy something from everyone. So mm. uh, it probably wasn't fair, but I just told them the first person that brings that to me from that organization. So if the band selling something, first band kid, I'll buy it from, and then that's it. Mm. Um, well, that's fair. Well, no, but I kind of I got in trouble one time because, like, the kids were, you know, running in the halls and clamoring because they, <laughs> like, as soon as they were like, for your business. Well, yeah, because he's they... gonna get the summer sausage package. <laughs> well, we know he likes his cheese balls. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna pay a, for my trip. A pound of toffee to re-gift to your mother, absolutely. Like, like the uh, office. Yeah. Kevin is a M.M. buys a lot of cookies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, shall, shall we, get, we into this? get into it? Yes. Um, 27 clubs. So should we Rochambeau for who goes first today? No, no, you can go first. You gave us a, a synopsis, but. Um, oh, yeah. So I wanna... wanted to just list yeah. the names on. Yeah. That's um, so. That's I'll do that first, then you can go into your thing. Um, look how organized we are, everybody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like wrestling. Oh God! What? So this one starts in like 1892. He's the first recorded person. He's a composer, pianist, and conductor, Alexander Levy. So that is uh, death unknown. Uh, there's Henri. Evenepoel, uh, Belgian. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say his name. Um, please feel free to voicemail us with how to say that properly. But it's Henri Evenepoel. Evenepoel. Anyways, uh, died of typhus in 1899. There was Louis Chauvin, uh, neurosyphilitic sclerosis. He was a ragtime musician. Mm. 1908. Robert Johnson. Uh, blues singer and musician, August 1938. Nat Jaffe, complications from high blood pressure, swing jazz musician. Jesse Belvin, traffic collision, R&B singer, pianist, and songwriter, 1960. Uh, so we jumped from 1945 to 1960 here. So, like, you know, there's a, a good array of... Well, it gave us a break for World War II, right? So, yeah. You know, or maybe they just... 27 years were preoccupied no one was supporting it i'm gonna go ahead and skip some because there are plenty that we've never heard of you know Mm -hmm. um someone uh someone called dickie pride drug overdose sleeping pills rock and roll singer 1969 uh brian jones is the next after that brian jones one of the founding members of the rolling stones Mm. uh his death is still kind of a mystery Keith Richards still says, my bloke was murdered, blah, blah, blah. And there is an actual documentary about this. I am the worst, though, and I totally forgot what it was called. Um, I will either, I'll look it up. Uh, Drowned in a swimming pool, coroner's report states death by misadventure. 
misadventure. Yeah, so he was on pills and booze and high. He was stoned. Um, what a curl- colorful way to put that. Yeah. Death by <laughs> misadventure. Um, but there was like all this mystery surrounding his death, kind of like, you know, Natalie Wood in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, it could have been this, it could have been this. This person was out to get him. He owed somebody money. Somebody wanted more money for a service they performed for him, mm-hmm. etc. cetera. Um, then Alan Blind Owl Wilson, singer and composer of Canned Heat. Jimi Hendrix. This now begins the era of like the 27 the Club. Era-ish. So 1970 through 72, it's pretty much all pretty famous people. We have Jimi Hendrix, um, as we know, died of asphyxiation, but um, what I just read today was that he was known to just kind of take whatever was given to him, mm-hmm. pill-wise, right. and he accidentally OD'd on uh, barbiturates. Yeah. Uh, Janis Joplin, drug overdose, uh, read today that she used her heroin kit in a hotel left the room to go get something and came back and then fell nodding out and hit her head on the nightstand and she was found there in that position the next day. Um, As we all know, Janis Joplin is the lead vocalist and songwriter for Big Brother and The Holding Company and also, you know, everybody knows every single white girl who's ever been done wrong has sang me and Bobby McGee at karaoke. Like, that is just... Busted flat in Baton Rouge, y'all. Um, there's Don't Jim Morrison, mind. heart failure around the same time. Uh, Linda Jones, soul singer, complications from diabetes. There's Ron Pigpen McKernan, who was in Grateful Dead. And then we have, um, I'm just going to go ahead and skip a few. We have Pete Ham, who's a keyboardist of Badfinger. Uh, suicide by Hanging. There was um, um, skipping just like the kind of more the randoms that we may not have ever heard of. But then we get to in 1988. Oh. There are actually, now that I'm seeing, there's Alexander uh, Boshleshev fell from a height. Probable suicide was a uh, poet. Height? A height. <laughs> Fell from a height. Like a, a building or a window. Yeah. No, I know. Um, Stepladder. Strange way to. That's how I felt this things. morning on the stepladder at work. I was like, I'm surely going to die from this. Like, I'm way up here. So, um, is it possible to be afraid of a height? Like, not, not all tall things, but just one <laughs> particular one. I am going to uh, apply this to myself like and bridges. answer uh, yes. Yes, So I'm just afraid of bridges, but cliffs, no problem. Tall buildings, no problems. It's just yeah. bridges. So I am I'm afraid of a height. Yeah. Okay. Just For me, it's stepladders, for sure. <laughs> I've never heard it referred to. There's that. pretty much no way that's step not ladders? how I'm going to die. Yeah, like I'm definitely going to fall off a ladder. How many steps does it? So when does a stepladder become a ladder? Right. Check this out. Last night at my night job, Mm -hmm. I had to get on a stepladder on a slanted sidewalk and hang an open sign. Totally fine. I managed, but it was my first time doing it by myself Mm -hmm. since I started there. 
And I was like sure that I was going to fall and like break my neck because it's, you know, on a slant. Mm -hmm. I was fine, obviously. But now that I've done it, I have more confidence, right? Then this morning at my morning job, I had to get up on a stepladder to do like Uh fix a machine or whatever, Um, put a machine back together. It was a whole thing. Um, Did that, no problems. But, you know, I envisioned myself falling every time tripping over a shoelace or slipping on something some kind of sauce or anyways uh you know i know my luck it's going to be something ridiculous like oh that peanut sauce was the best of me uh damn you arby's horsey sauce right (laughs) oh i don't even like you (laughs) why would i have this What's that even doing here? Uh, we don't carry that. Uh, okay, so uh, Jean-Michel Basquiat, oh, yeah. who I was going to talk about today, uh, but ended up going a different direction. He, artist, famous in New York, friends with like Andy Warhol, yeah, big name, dated Madonna, like big deal artist, um, painter, graffiti artist, formed the band Gray. Which I've never heard of the band, but he was in a band. Yeah, also I guess <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, like style icon. Okay, just in the overall cool yeah. business. Yeah, cool kids club for sure. Hung out with Andy Warhol, like that's a gimme right there. Um, drug overdose, speedball. Now I don't know what a speedball is. Should we look that up? We should. It's something. I want to say it's heroin and speed together, I Her- think, or cocaine and heroin? heroin. I think it's cocaine and heroin together. Or it might be cocaine. L- listeners and at home. <laughs> cocaine and quaaludes or something, maybe. Anyway, that's what he died from. Um, Siri, what's a speedball? Nothing, Siri. Siri. What's a speedball? Here's what I found. Speedball is a mixture of cocaine with heroin or morphine or sometimes benzodiazepine taken intravenously or by insufflation. I have to look that up now, too. I don't know. Often more so than the sum of its parts due to drug synergy. Oh. Speedball is a dangerous mixture. No shit. Often more <laughs> more so than the what sum of the parts. What it sounds like child's play. The original speedball used cocaine hydrochloride mixed with morphine sulfate as opposed to heroin. All right. All right. So Jean-Michel the... Basquiat died of that. Um, then there was Pete De, uh, DeFritis, who was the drummer for Echo and the Bunnymen. Died in 1989 of a motorcycle collision. Then there was um, Chris Austin, who was a guitarist and fiddle player for Reba McIntyre. Died in a plane crash. Dimitar Vove, 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 V-O-E-V, poet and founder of the Bulgarian new wave band New Generation. Died of cancer. Okay, so, so far, that gentleman's cancer is the first one that could have been 
predicted and or not necessarily prevented, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's on the radar that he might pass away from this. Sure. Whereas almost every other one is completely uh, sudden. So then we have um, the Seattle trio. We have Mia Zapata, who is 1993, murdered, lead singer of the Gits, known grunge artist in Seattle. Then Kurt Cobain, 1994, suicide by gunshot is what it's ruled as. There's still so many theories out there that Courtney had Courtney a hand was in it. A person of interest. Oh, for sure. I mean, look at how many documentaries there are about it. Uh, as we know, founding member, lead singer, guitarist, and songwriter for Nirvana. Uh, then there's Kristen Pfaff, who was in Hole with Courtney Love, died of an overdose. Oh, I didn't know that. Three months after Kurt died. Hmm. hmm. Weird. Uh, heroin overdose. Then we have um, somebody, Richie Edwards, who's a lyricist and guitarist for Manic Street Preachers. Uh, I don't know who they are, but he disappeared officially, presumed mm-hmm. dead. So not necessarily. Then there was a rapper called Stretch, murdered. Fat Pat, murdered. American rapper, um, part of Screwed Up Click. Then Freaky Ta, murdered rapper and member of the hip-hop group Lost Boys. Mm. So these were all like pretty close together, like 95, 98, 99. Mm-hmm. Then um, I'm just going to skip a couple. Like They're mostly musicians. Uh, lead singer of Ink and Dagger, Sean Patrick McCabe, died of asphyxiation. There are... Oh, and Jonathan Brandis, I think, is our first actor on the list. Mm. Um if anyone doesn't remember Jonathan Brandis, just think of the movie Ladybugs with Rodney Dangerfield. Yep. Um, Sequest DSV, right? That's oh, the show he was on. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like a teen heartthrob. He yeah. was in like every Bop magazine and Teen Beat, Tiger, Tiger Beat. Beat, whatever, all of those. Um, <laughs> yeah, Suicide by Hanging, super sad. Uh, Jeremy Ward of the Mars Volta and DeFacto drug overdose in 2003 then we have i mean again there's so many on this list i'm mm-hmm. just gonna go ahead and skip all of the ones i've never heard of you're welcome to look this up yourself if you're interested which you know i was interested then all right so that was 2003 about jonathan brandis jeremy ward then we have one two three four five six seven eight nine ten 11 and the 12th in between those the 12th one uh is amy winehouse okay so we all know who amy winehouse is like singer songwriter she sang rehab back to black and all that uh, like that amazing debut album Mm -hmm. like even for popular music the cool kids still liked her Mm kind of thing um amazing singer she died in July of 2011. Of, it is officially ruled as alcohol poisoning, but if you watch the documentary Amy, which will break your damn heart if you do, you see that she had a lot of issues in her life and definitely sad story. For sure sad. Um, there's not a lot since then. 
there are some. Nobody like super famous until we get to Anton Yelchin, who was a uh, an actor. He was in the Star Trek movie as Chekhov. He was also in a band, so also a musician, in the band called Hammer the Hammerheads. And he was in a car accident, but it's ruled as accidental blunt traumatic asphyxia. And then there's someone called Kim Jong-hyun, who was a lead vocalist and lyricist for Shiny, suicide by carbon monoxide poisoning. And then finally, the last one, January 2018, American rapper Frito San- or Fredo Santana, cardiovascular disease. And epilepsy. Mm. Underlying health conditions. Very few of those, like mm. I said. So that's our list to date. Quite a list. Yeah. I mean, I skipped so many. Mm-hmm. I probably should have skipped like half the beginning ones. But, you know, here we are. No regrets. So what are we doing now? What are we doing? Uh, why don't you talk about the person you've chosen from that list to discuss? All right. So the ones that have like appealed to us in some way? or Yeah. Okay. All right. I have someone specific that I wanted to discuss, um, but I'd like to hear what you have to say first. Okay. Since I feel like I've just gone on for... For what? For ages. Oh. Trail off. Sorry. All right, then. Already. So, I think now we're going to each talk about um, one of those members of the 27 Club, Club Mm -hmm. 27, whatever we're calling it. 27 Club. 27 Club. um, That... I guess grabbed our attention Mm -hmm. and so I'm going to talk about one that's I don't know and I think it's pretty famous but I'll give everyone the basics but just because it made me think of so many other things that are probably not at all related to the 27 Glove or anything that we're talking Mm -hmm. about but just I don't know just sort of the experiences that that people deal with um, in light of their fame and and their struggle um so so the one that uh stuck out to me is robert johnson who i'm sure a lot of people are familiar with that but in case you're not uh, robert johnson is a blues musician um who is viewed as a virtuoso and he's one of those (laughs) one of those uh musicians that a lot of people cite his influences and a lot of people will talk about them you know positive light it's like oh yes this person was such a, a pioneer and really did that but i think he's one of those that a lot of people also didn't really spend a lot of time listening to them it's like mm. people that say that you know they're they're fans of Although they'll make the case that, oh, this, this band or this person was the greatest that ever lived, but not really knowing their music, kind of like mm. in The Office, mm-hmm. where 
like, oh my gosh, you know, uh, who was it that died? Ed Smokey Trump. Robinson. Oh, Smokey. Yeah. Smokey Robinson. Oh, oh no, yeah. not another Tracks legend. Tracks of my gone. tears. Right. Ryan. Can you name one other song? Yeah. Um, so. Tracks of my tears? He says like three times. Um. So Robert Johnson was so influential, Eric Clapton is quoted as saying, the first time he heard a recording, I realized that on some level I had found the master. Um, but if you're not aware, he had a very brief, uh, mysterious life. Um, of course, this was 1938 or so mm -hmm. uh, when he passed. And so it's not like the, the access to people that we have to this day and of course came from from very humble beginnings and i'm sure was a a victim of many terrible things that probably happened um, to to him through his life but um in any instance he the interesting thing about robert johnson is the legend behind how mm -hmm. he died uh, he died under very mysterious circumstances in fact, his official cause of death is listed as unknown. And if you do any kind of internet search or even the lightest bit of research, it'll you'll get hits that say to articles saying something to the effect of "Did Robert Johnson sell his soul to the devil?" Mm -hmm. And so one of the one of the legends is that he was a struggling but aspiring blues musician and played just wherever wherever they would let him and wasn't much to write home about and then in his late teens basically disappeared for a while and then showed up and was all of a sudden this virtuoso mm -hmm. um, and so there's speculation that oh he went to the crossroads made a deal with the devil right and then if you're at a, if you're at all familiar with crossroads lore and demon lore which I will re refer to a little bit later. Thanks, Supernatural. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I actually do refer to that a little bit later. But um, the the grantor of the of the debt always comes. So there's speculation about that. But he has uh, like songs about hellhounds and stuff, right? I think so. Yeah, I feel like. Um. So. One of the interesting things that I found out about him was that he he always had these ambitions. Uh, spent a lot of times again, like playing stores, private homes, uh, juke joints, wherever uh, the community would come and, and let him play, give him an audience. Uh, but he that kind of died down a little bit when he married his first wife, uh, Virginia. And when they married, he was seventeen; she was fourteen although they lied about their age on the marriage certificate. Um, and word has it that he, he loved her so much that once she got pregnant, he just basically gave up music entirely uh, because he'd been avoiding uh, working in the fields to work in the fields to be able to provide mm. for them. Um, so they decided to wow. leave their home um, to, to go to her childhood home uh, to help, so her family could help care for the baby um, and so they left first but Johnson Robert Johnson left later and stopped along the way to 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 play whatever places he could um, just here and there uh, but by the time he got to 
her family's home, um, the wife and child had already been buried because it was a difficult pregnancy. So oh, the wife no. and the child died. Um, and so her family was very... Oh, that's so sad. ...ultra-religious. And so when he showed up with his guitar, they blamed their deaths on him and, and the quote-unquote devil music. Oh, okay. Um, so that's probably where the, the birth start of, the myth. of that... Yeah. yeah. Um, but he, again, you know, he was 19 years old. He was playing street corners, uh, not anywhere near anything being exceptional, but then disappeared for a while. Um, and then he just showed up to this one place where I guess they felt bad for him and let him play. And then he just blew the doors off. Wow. And well, with that kind of grief in you, your music has to be. Well, yeah, and so there's, there's, there's also a, a, like I guess a rationale for that, um, that's not talked about. But he, historical records actually show that he learned how to play from a blues guitarist named Isaiah Zimmerman, and so Isaiah and his family took him in, and uh, basically mentored him for for the time that he quote unquote disappeared. And taught him, you know, taught him how to play. Um, but they would go out and practice. Uh, I think I want to say. Let me see. Um, they would go out and practice in this kind of old abandoned graveyard mm. by cemetery. Um, by okay, uh, because no one was out there, and the acoustics were great. Yeah, the acoustics <laughs> were great. But they couldn't bother anybody, and nobody would bother them. Right. But then, because it was a graveyard, of course, rumors, and then everything else, people would say, like, oh, they're they're out there, I don't know. Summoning the dead or Summoning something. Summoning the dead, yeah. Yeah, I know that totally makes sense, like, how, like, extravagantly things can be exaggerated. So, the, the couple of other things that came up, he, again, mysteriously died. His official cause of death is listed as unknown. So, there's a couple of theories. Obviously, there's the one that, you know, whatever. The devil um, came for his soul. The devil came for his soul. But also, he, I guess, was not the most faithful of uh, partners, husbands, or whatever. So, there's some speculation that may have been... Uh, you know, a husband or someone of a of a former lover oh, that was scorned and came for him, and then also, uh, unfortunately, there's speculation that it may have been uh, syphilis. Oh, which um, is entirely possible if left yeah. untreated. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's a important lesson, yeah. kids. You can die from that. You y'all. can die from that. <laughs> Go to the antibiotics. Yep. Get yourself checked out. Yep. Um, so weird rash go to a doctor <laughs> the uh, the other thing just in light of that there's a documentary on Netflix uh, that you can watch called uh, Devil at the Crossroads uh, which explains the the theory and just his coming of age and it is again it's an older time but there's only two known verified photographs of him hmm from that time and and I've that's not one. <laughs> that's not uncommon yeah um but there's also you know some other some other things and they they delve into that speculation a little bit more hmm. but um 
I don't know. It just kind of got me thinking about a lot of other things. So there's a um, there's a movie that came out in the '80s starring uh, Karate Kid's Ralph Macchio called Crossroads. Oh, and he is an aspiring uh, guitarist. So he's like, in the terms of he's he's talented enough he's going to Juilliard or wants to go to Juilliard or something like that I don't I don't remember it that well um, we have, we to, have watch to watch it. that yeah <laughs> so the the thing is is that he's talented enough but he's really turned off by having to learn classical music but all of his teachers are like well, no you got to learn classical if you then you'll be then you'll be your technique will be sound and all this other stuff, there's a reason for that. So he, I want to say, he embarks on this journey and meets meets uh, an older black blues legend in his own right, who's kind of the reluctant man. It's a very, very hero's journey mm. character arc. But <laughs> I think the best part of the movie, and spoiler alert, uh, is that he actually has to have a showdown with uh, the devil's selected uh, virtuoso, who's played like by, the actual devil, who's played by Steve Vai, is his his like champion, I guess. And Steve Vai is this, who's in that? real life, he is one of those guitar shredders, oh. rock oh, guys, Jesus or whatever. Christ. So he's amazing. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. If you're interested, check that out because, you know, you may be wondering, can Ralph Macchio, who has been avoiding his classical training and upbringing to try to learn the blues. <laughs> it's the same way he beat Johnny. Right. I think Jamie Gertz is in it, too. Jesus Christ, Jamie Gertz. <laughs> you've got Twister. You've got Lost Boys. Jamie Gertz, indeed. Where are you going, Star? Oh god. Um, yeah. So <laughs> how did I just I out of nowhere just random knowledge off the top of my head? Uh, so you can see reference to to this legend of crossroads, and that's crossroads. For those of you that don't know, is uh, it's a way to make a pact with the devil. You right. go to a literal crossroads, and then there's a, a blues festival called that. Yeah, this where is, this uh, is a very popular. Your favorite musician, John Mayer, has played, mm -hmm. and then obviously Clapton. So my question is, others. blues was born from black musicians, of course. So is this the whole crossroads and the devil's involvement to these with these very talented? Is that just another way that a white supremacist society has demonized and dehumanized black musicians, especially um, poor black musicians, from attaining notoriety? Most I mean, it, likely, yes. It's very well documented that there's a lot of stuff about Elvis stealing gospel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so blues is a way it's being referred to as devil, devil's music. And we talk about these um, sort of systemic issues that are there. But this is, I think, is, is one of them. Most likely it stems from that, yes. And they were not, you know, they didn't rise to fame as some of these later more modern 
members of the 27 Club did. I mean, I don't. Mm-hmm. I think Robert Johnson signed a record a record deal, maybe one or put out maybe one or two records, but mm-hmm. you know who? How much money of that did he see? I mean, is there probably zero? No, there's no residuals. Yeah, I mean, so we'll it's never kind know. of it's kind of tragic. A secret of as he was, tragic. I'm sure he kept his finances secret as well. Well, I don't. Two known photographs. Know. There's I just mean. so there's so little information. About no, I just I thought it was really funny that you chose Robert Johnson because when I mentioned the Twenty Seven Club to my boss earlier, that was the first thing he said. What about that guy that sold his oh, soul yeah. to the devil at the crossroads? And I was like, <laughs> Bing Bong! Like that huh. we were totally going to talk about that probably. You know, it's interesting because that's a legend. Yeah, but but that's what people think but of. That's interesting. And so, yeah. Yeah. But also. All right. Yeah. Yeah. What you got? Or do you want oh, to pause? Uh, well, you know. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Ross? Ross? You know? Okay, first of Ross? all. <laughs> <laughs> no more Vanessa Bayer doing <laughs> Rachel from Friends. Um, from SNL. Anyway, uh, I just wanted to, well, one, mention the documentary that's allegedly coming out but has not yet been released about Brian Jones from the Rolling Stones which I was talking about yes the, oh, yeah. docu- the documentary is based on the book uh, investigative journalist Terry Rowlings wrote no relation to JK Rowling uh, the book is called <laughs> who killed Christopher Robin so the documentary of the same name unless it gets changed until then when it is released who killed Christopher Robin? It's going to be about Brian Jones. Really you interesting. You don't know who the poop portrayer is? Oh, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know. yeah, I know. It's <laughs> nice, nice job. Uh, no, I was honestly, I was going to talk about Mia Zapata, who um, mm. was that uh, Seattle grunge female musician, who um, she was the like founding member of the Gits uh, punk band in Seattle. <laughs> in the grunge scene she was the first to die of the seattle trio mm-hmm. and she was actually murdered oh so sure. she didn't die a sudden like overdose or anything like that like she was murdered and her story was on forensic files really which i mean i've seen it at least three times because i watched that familiar. to go to bed sometimes but um she was like very beloved in the Seattle grunge community. Um, That's like interesting. One of those community. like she was like the like the lead singer. She was friends with everybody. She was friends with like the goss, the grunge, the punk. She was friends with like every group in the scene, like just everyone. Very beloved person. And um, the interesting thing that I found out today was that she came from a very affluent family. And so she kind of led this double life where she would, like, you know, go to the fucking tennis club with her parents. Mm -hmm. But then when she would go home, she would say, no, I will not survive on that wealth. Mm -hmm. Like, I will not use their money to get by. But anyway. um, I think that was common in that that I'm not surprised. Well, just from my personal interactions with people like it was 
not that people were quote unquote slumming it, but it was kind of in vogue to, you know, be more of like be a, an artist a street punk. and yeah. struggle. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I've encountered a lot of trust fund type people in San Diego like mm-hmm. that in my time. Um, uh, don't worry, I will take your trust fund off your hands if you. Yeah, if you're not using it. I yeah, got, if you don't I want it. Some ideas. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she um, she was a punk musician, and her band, like I said, was called the Gits. But there was another band that they played with often called Seven Year Bitch. And then Seven Year Bitch did a an album called Viva Zapata after she was killed. And then, like, many proceeds from that went to a foundation that was used to, like, figure out how to solve crime of violent death. And so uh, without getting too much into it, because it's, I mean, it's really rough what happened to her. She was going home from a gig playing with her band to a friend's house to then, like, on her way home, totally unafraid, like, she was, like, you know, very confident walking home, and a man who she didn't know, like, a total stranger, attacked her and basically beat her to death and strangled her and assaulted her. And um, the coroner ruled that if she um, had not been strangled to death, she would have died of internal bleeding either way. So, um, anyway... It took, this was in the late 90s, it took until, it might have been, it was 93, the early 90s. It took until 10 years later, 2003, for this man to be found. And he was um, found through DNA evidence, which, like, they didn't have the capability of doing 10 years before, which I found really interesting. Um, We're not trying to be like, you know, murderinos, murderinos no. over here or anything. It just happens that this, you know. No, it's, I was just, I was taken aback because um, that sounds very similar. There was, um, again, we're, we're not, this is not murder podcast, but mm-hmm. it reminded me of, um, oh, this was back in 2012, a woman from El Paso who lived in Austin that was very much a, Part of a big part of the music scene there, huh. Esme Barrera. She was 29 though, uh, but she was uh, found murdered inside her home, um, and was you know a victim of assault and this terrible, terrible thing. I don't know if that crime has been solved. But anyway, it reminded me of that, and I mean it's we've talked about before how. That scene is like really shitty to women. Mm-hmm. Well, and that was that was actually cited in her murder, like people saying, "Oh, we felt invincible because we were feminists in the early '90s. Like mm-hmm. we felt like no one could touch us." And she walked home by herself. She had headphones in. It was two in the morning, mm. two fifteen in the morning, and she couldn't hear her assailant coming for her. And so, like, I just, uh, like, my coworker and I last night were just talking about how bartenders, we always leave the bar towel in our pockets and we don't think about it. Well, uh, 
a former coworker of his had a bar towel in her pocket and she walked home and she got robbed because somebody looked at her and saw it, the bar towel. Allegedly allegedly yeah. said for the future don't put that towel in your pocket. Like they warned her while they were robbing her that keep that towel out of your pocket because mm-hmm. we know you have money. And so like never again am I going to have a bar towel in my pocket. First of all, it falls out all the time. Mm. Like, I dropped my tail halfway across the dining room last night, and I was so embarrassed. I was just like, where's my tail? I need to dry my fingers. Like, So I should return that tote bag with the <laughs> dollar that just has the dollar sign on it, yeah. right? I probably should. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, Mia Zapata, sorry to digress so much Mia Zapata is a really interesting story and there the foundation for her is still going um for oh wow yeah for violence against women so definitely worth looking up and it was on forensic files yeah we which, watched that as I said I go to bed too occasionally yes so you can find it there yeah yep 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 that's that's about all we got Cheers again. Oh. Ooh. It's it's because it's not sweet. <laughs> like that's yeah. just LaCroix. Yeah. With vodka. Passion fruit LaCroix. That's true. Sorry, that was that was just <laughs> a little a little bit of a gut punch for me. <laughs> it's not even that strong. It's probably just not stirred very well. <laughs> <laughs> it's normal strong. So I got, I'm not twenty seven anymore. Uh-huh. But, hey, uh huh. Hey, my uh, death certificate, the cause of death is probably going to be like not twenty-seven anymore. Yeah, <laughs> getting out of bed <laughs> or getting back into bed, <laughs> like blunt oh. force trauma to the knee. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Via a uh, footboard. Mine's going to be like fell off a stepladder, mm-hmm. as we discussed earlier. Right. <laughs> like a two-step stepladder? Yeah. Uh, I think well, both both. We both have are... life insurance, so. Oh, now we do. So Andy Andy wanted to let no, me know yesterday no, okay. that, <laughs> that he's getting life insurance for me through his work. And he's like, don't, don't think anything about it. And I was like, well, I didn't before you said that. I was like. <laughs> Um. So my job <laughs> automatically gives my um, my uh, beneficiary. Well, I can still change, by the way. Oh, okay. It's all going to you, Dottie. Clearly. Yeah. It would, anyways. Um, which I guess for her would be, you know, whatever. What is it? Like two times my salary, but in chimkin nuggets for her or something. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so I'm on, I automatically get that. But I can add a person for that. And again, not, I, of course, that would not be, that would not be the biggest priority or whatever I would think about at the time in the event of our respective demises. But... It is nice to know, and this is what happens when you get older, kids, that our significant others are taken care of 
because Anna has no idea how much money I've been spending on Fabergé eggs. Sometimes and, you and joke about VHS. Fabergé eggs enough that I'm worried <laughs> about it being reality. And VHS collectors editions of things. So, so just saying, you know, it's like rhinestone uh, cowboy I, collectors. Like why? <laughs> Wait, that's a that's a song. That's yeah. A movie. I'm thinking of Urban Cowboy. Urban Cowboy, which <laughs> we just Rolda. watched. Yeah. I just watched for the first time that Andy was <laughs> the, well versed in. The, the box set, the Urban Cowboy box set. <laughs> it's like it comes with like John Travolta's visit to your house doing the commentary <laughs> yeah. in person. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> I don't know. It was spousal abuse. <laughs> that movie was terrible. It he was. was so it awful was to awful. her. And then... Poor Deborah Winger. Yeah. It's, it always bothers me how many people are so in love with, enamored of that movie. And just like, oh, such a oh, sweet such story. a love story. Really? Love prevailed through physical abuse, I guess. They were terrible to each other. And I guess the thing is, it's like, hey, everybody, you might find someone that you can fall in love with who doesn't treat you as bad as someone you <laughs> might leave them for thinking it would be better. <laughs> Remember. And you can always go back. <laughs> don't leave because it's always worse. You're stuck. Oh, anyway, man. speaking of what we're watching. Oh, um, right. Uh, murder in the Bayou. Oh, yeah. Murder in the Bayou. Well, we get a little snag because my one-week Showtime trial ended yesterday so what so we got to find another avenue another email account i i have Dottie's to. Gonna have to get an email account or something to... i i we haven't used mine yet will you because we're we're on the last episode yeah well football, on, season, football season's coming up so if i want to watch any of my precious oh yeah denver bronco games that probably aren't going to be on national television i'm going to have to create several free trial accounts for Dottie. That's fine. Um, well, anyway. no, well, I mean, we'll just put Showtime on mine because we have to know how it ends. Yeah, we have one left. Go figure. I wasn't supposed to stay as late at work last night. We could have finished it, but I ended up staying late because it was busy as shit. So I, I watched, speaking of work night. and food places, I watched uh, The Founder, which is a story of McDonald's Ray founder Croc. Ray Kroc, portrayed by Batman, Michael Keaton. Yeah. I'm Rick Rock. Batman. Welcome to McDonald's. <laughs> I love it. Do you like Fred's and Dad? That's a fun mashup movie. Would you like Super <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Do you remember Bucky so, the Fries? So oh. would, would, would Batman, i.e. Bruce Wayne, just somehow have lost his massive fortune, but he still has a McDonald's <laughs> franchise? Is that is that the premise that we're going No, with? he's just an employee. <laughs> He's like, the McFlurry machine is broken. Because <laughs> it's always broken. It's always broken. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the ice cream doesn't work. Karen, do you think we can have Friday night off? Karen. <laughs> well, that's that's the night manager's name, right? Yeah. yeah it's got to yeah. be. Or Teresa <laughs> or something. <laughs> something like that. Can I trade chips with Devin? <laughs> 
I've got a trivia night. <laughs> oh, of course he does. <laughs> gotta, gotta dig Vicky Vale somewhere nice. <laughs> he like never saw Vicky Vale again. I know. Or Chase, whatever her name was. The therapist. Meridian? Chase Meridian. Yes. All right. Killing it. Anyway, back to uh, uh, such a playboy. The founder. It was interesting because uh, if you don't know the story of Ray Kroc, um, he kind of he's credited with being the founder of McDonald's, but he basically just exploited. He just like stole it. Yeah, he exploited someone's proven, well-adjusted system for running a fast food restaurant and. You know, made it into franchising, which the as it turned out, it wasn't. <clears throat> they realized they quickly figured out that the money wasn't actually in franchising the restaurants; it was in buying the land, or mm-hmm. the real estate that they would then lease to franchisees and be able to exert their control and you know, all that. So, kind of just uh, perpetuating the the realization that fast food and franchise businesses are more about just I don't know they're almost like multi-level marketing schemes okay. in their own right that makes me think of that other show you watched McMillions yes oh so they had the, what was coming to them well they didn't do anything so that that wasn't wasn't yeah that was McMillions. so there's a no documentary. I know but McDonald's had some comeuppance coming and there it was yeah I guess so Get, take it <laughs> I don't know. I didn't watch either of these. These I are things Andy's watched while I'm at work. Now, McMillions is about the scam that someone not related to McDonald's pulled on McDonald's to rig the, uh, the monopoly. monopoly. McMonopoly. The McMonopoly. It's not called that. I just. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and it's got. Oh, it's it's great. It's got. I watched some it's of got it. Mob. Yeah. Mob ties. People ratting uh, on their families. Rat- yeah, it's 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 a big deal. Uh, like let's see what docu- else did you watch? I rewatched Secret. Of, we rewatched Secret of My Success. Oh God! Uh, turns out that, that Secret, movie is awful. Not to spoil anyone, but it's nepotism. Yeah, it's the whole thing that kicked him off was that and, his uncle and marital uncle incest. Yeah, so you know, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> somehow it's a good God. Feel good story. For Yikes! The, I that guess movie. in comparison to what really happened during the eighties, that's kind of a feel good story. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what else you got? Uh, nothing. No, I'm good. Uh, I've been working a lot. Yeah. I'm tired. Yes. I'm so, always uh, tired. My body hurts. My feet hurt. My back hurts. I've but gotten it's like, into a weird. You know, my own fault. Sorry. No. What do you mean your own fault? No, because I like exert myself. And I don't, because I'm one of those servers or bartenders or people that I can't just, like, be complacent. I have to work hard. And so in my hard work, I then wear myself out because I can't just stand there and, like, let someone else work hard without my help. So to our young listeners out there, never care about anything or anyone. Yes. And as a millennial, I will say, <laughs> you're not a millennial. You're, no, I am. Technically, you're the tail end of I'm, Gen X. I'm like the cusp of the beginning of millennial. 
Gen Xeal. Yes. Just just like your Generation X. Um, just like you're the beginning of Aquarius, I am the end of Aquarius. And it's the same thing. I'm the middle of Aquarius. You're the, well, you're like 10 days in. That's almost the middle. Okay. How many days are in a month? It depends on the month, Andy. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> we're, at, we're at the hostility stage of the <laughs> evening, so I guess that's a, a good enough time to uh, <laughs> go ahead and uh, vamos out of here, as, as they say. Vamanos? Vamanos, yes. Vamanos. Let us go. Yeah, that reminds me of it. Anyways, oh. it's silly. All right. All right, um, so well, as always, we leave you with, Yes, enjoy, or we, whenever this gets posted, we either enjoy your Labor Day weekend, or we hope you enjoyed your Labor Day weekend. Um, wear a mask. Wear a mask. Be safe. Be smart. Be sanitary. <laughs>